So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance Okay. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 16, and Tell All Part 1 of Before the 90 Days. In this episode, Memphis gets ready to be a single mom again, Usman does not get closure in his phone call with Zara, Gino and Jasmine cry it out, Benjamin chases Mahogany around a car, Mike just doesn't know when to quit Jimena, and Ella and Johnny don't show up until the tell-all. As always, we'll end with our Students of the Week, Class Dunces, and Life Lessons. If you like what you hear, please give us a 5-star rating and subscribe. And if you're also watching Love After Lockup, we are covering that on our other podcast, Love After Lockup MK. Alright, thanks for listening, stay safe, and enjoy! Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? Tired. Oh, yeah. man, worn out. It's the... Getting there, getting there, getting there. So I got one. I got one more week before spring break, and I am on spring break. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever needed a spring break more than I've needed this spring oh, break. Coming I felt up. that way too. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like a spring break because I feel like I'm still working. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can understand that. So yeah. Well, speaking of work, we have something uh, for you all this week. We promised, and we're following through. We have a rumor roundup. All right. So Jason of Jason and Cassia died in December due to complications of COVID. Cassia released a statement sending her condolences to his friends and family. We all knew it was a matter of time, but Mark and Nikki have filed for divorce. He is claiming Nikki committed adultery and he will be trying to uphold his prenup, which is not the paper that was signed for cameras. Libby and Andre are expecting baby number two. It's unknown how far along she is. And in sadder news, Libby's dad, Chuck, is currently battling cancer. And other than his, uh, other than this has been an ongoing battle, details are also unknown. Evelyn and David are divorcing after four years of marriage. And Evelyn made a statement that she was mentally and emotionally abused and living with a sexless relationship with a narcissist. Colt and Vanessa are reportedly separated and living apart since the beginning of the year after Debbie has interfered with their marriage. Anna and Marcel are expecting their first baby via surrogate in May. Their baby journey was covered in 90 Day Diaries. Michael and Juliana have officially filed for divorce, even though it was pretty clear they weren't together with rumors of her cheating on him with his ex-wife Sarah's current husband, and oh, she's pregnant with her current boyfriend's baby due in July, and she's living with him in Germany. Paul and Karini are at it again, with Paul accusing Karini of throwing their son Ethan into the front car seat, and Karini actually being charged with domestic violence with minor injury. Her court date is scheduled for later this month. Tariq and Hazel have split, as Hazel is accusing Tariq of abuse, and she is trying to raise funds for an immigration lawyer. Tariq is accusing Hazel of lying so she can stay in the U.S. Big Ed is planning on running for California governor next year, and I, for one, will not be voting for him. (laughs) It looks like Ronald of Tiffany and Ronald has moved on, and he has made his new girlfriend social media official. He who must not be named was sentenced to 18 years in prison, and for some reason, Varya is still sticking with her man. Ben of this season has a DUI from what he claims is from a homeless couple spiking his wine with benzos. He's on probation and failed to make a court appearance earlier this year, which resulted in an arrest, which caused him to lose his job at the Michigan Lupus Foundation. 
So a lot of separations. A lot of, yeah, a lot of split ups and split ups with like, I don't know, but throwing in the, the acu- accusations of abuse too. That's uh, That seems like a lot. Yeah, at the same time, I feel like that's not that uncommon for this group um, with the uh, foreigner usually because I think it's a pretty well-known, um, I don't want to say loophole, but oh, yeah, you know, yeah. a thing where they can stay in the country as long as there is a history of abuse. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't mm-hmm. want to you know accuse anybody of lying, but yeah, it's, it is something that comes up more often than not. But yeah, whew, yeah, yeah. Like there's jail. There's a lot of things. Not usually it's just like babies and new marriages and things like that. We have jail times and oh, past gosh. charges and stuff. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we had one kind of a half episode and then a half of a tell all, which was a little unexpected. Yeah. So um, where do you want to start? I will start with uh, Memphis and Hamza because I didn't get much of them um, in the episode or really in the tell-all. So Mm -hmm. now that Memphis is married and pregnant, she's packing up to leave um, on what turned out to be a very productive trip to Tunisia. So she wishes that he could come with her. But, oh, yeah, right. She has kids and stuff and she needs to get back to them. Um, So they say goodbye to Hamza's mom who cries and, you know, they're worried about how long the visa will take and how well Hamza is going to be at learning English. And she's worried about how Hamza is going to have to figure out when he finally gets to the U.S., figure out being a father and figure out life in the U.S. at the same time. So they have a very long, teary um, goodbye outside the airport. And Hamza kind of gives us the meme for the episode with saying he is well, one of the memes, because I feel like there's a few, that he is like a body with no heart. Um, so then when we do get to the tell-all, we get a surprise, and that is that Hamza is in the U.S. and in the studio. His English is still not great, and they have an interpreter like kind of in his ear the whole time. But we really didn't get to them in the, in the tell-all at all. Um, so I don't know. I just This is what I thought of when I was watching this is like could you just – how would you react – if you were a teenager or you were a young, you know, preteen and your mom just went to a different country and came back married and pregnant. Oh, my gosh. I would be like, Mom, what kind of life decisions are you making? And I feel like some of these kids, even though they're young, I think they like know, right? That there's just something like, why would you do that? Like, this is weird. This is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it is funny to me that sometimes kids seem to have more common sense than their parents that are making these kind of hasty decisions. And even with Memphis, like, I think she, you know, is well-meaning, but it just seems to me that a lot of these decisions are just so hasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, well, I mean, the pregnant the pregnancy wasn't even actually a decision, right? That just happened. Right. Like, uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't say it just happened because – she could have probably could have done more to avoid it if she wanted to. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think she wasn't upset about it at all because she knew that he wanted to have kids. So it's one of those things where, and I mean, you see this happen all the time. It's not that they're trying, but it's not that they're not trying either. Right, right. It, it just, it's, boy, that's a lot to take. And she's right. It's a lot for her to take on and it's a whole lot for him to take on at once, yeah. especially because he's what, 24. That's yeah. a lot for a 24-year-old to, to take on. It is, but I think it also depends on culturally, um, you know, it's, there's definitely some cultures that younger parents, you know, that's oh, yeah, like sure, a, the sure. norm. 
And so I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with Tunisian culture. Is it normal for people to get married young and have kids young? Because if it's not, and he has a bunch of other friends that are in the same boat, it's probably not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what my favorite part of their segment was, because it was very short, was um, Hamza's mom's shirt. Like, we've seen her with the Hello Kitty she pajamas. She cats. She loves cats. Yeah, and I just feel like it's cats. just one of those things where, like, I don't know what to get mom for for her birthday or anything. And she's like, just get her something with a cat on it. Let's yeah, do, let's like, get her a cat sweatshirt. You know, the ones with the eyes with laser pointers or something. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Like, she would totally go for that. She just wears yeah. cats all over the place. I love it. Oh, my like, goodness. Man, yeah, she, she the lady knows what she likes. Cat. And she goes for it. Yeah, she was very sweet with Memphis. So Yeah, she know. really is. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, speaking of maybe not so sweet uh, couples here, uh, let's go with uh, Mike and Jimena because uh, theirs was mostly the episode and they started a little bit in the tell-all, but not a lot. Um, so Mike is packing up his things to leave while Jimena is being comforted by her mom and sister. Jimena comments that she is that she always seems to find the crazies. Mike then comes down to ask if he can call her tomorrow to arrange something to say goodbye to everyone. She reluctantly agrees, although maybe just to get rid of him. And then Mike breaks down in tears and sits there awkwardly as Jimena's mom now has to comfort him as well. Her mom tells us that Jimena met Mike at the best time because it was the start of the pandemic and his support basically allowed for the entire family to eat and survive. Mike tries to give Jimena a hug and she finally kind of does as they both cry. And then she tries to have to like, you know, push him off. Jimena is firm in her decision about, you know, breaking things off, even though it's been over a year and she knows his feelings for her are true. The next morning, Mike calls Jimena to ask if he can come by and say goodbye. She tells him that he was very rude and she doesn't want to ever see him again. And if he wants to say goodbye, he can do it over video chat. Jimena passes the phone around and they all say a quick goodbye. She tells him bye so she can go back to sleep. Mike thinks he deserves better than a virtual goodbye. Mike says he's not going to reach out to Jimena ever again, but if she wants to reach out and apologize, she can. He says he's going to focus on him and do what's best for him. Jimena is getting interviewed the next day. The and Mike, next day. Yes, yeah, so much for <laughs> I will never talk to you again. And Mike then texts her offering to pay for her rent and to help her out financially. And Jimena says, why would you do that? We're nothing more than friends. Mike then says he wants to work things out and get married on September 1st. So Jimena then calls him to tell him she doesn't want to accept his help. He can't understand that it's come to this after after just one fight. And he just wants her to have an easy life. He says he will buy a house in Colombia and they can travel between Colombia and New York. Jimena recognizes he's just trying to buy her and her love. She wants to show him she wasn't using him for money. And he says he just said that because he was upset. He tells her he loves her as she says she doesn't know what to do. Okay, so during the tell-all, Sean just casually asks uh, Mike what the status of their relationship. And Mike says they worked it out and now they're back together. All right, so do you think that Jimena got back with Mike for love, for pity, because he was persistent and she's like, why the hell not? He's far away. Or for money. Money. Yeah. Money. She was like, Ivan, this guy, if he's going to be bugging me like this and he's not going to go away, the at least I'm going to take his money. Yeah. 
Like he he owes me now for this. Like as I, I think it was, I think it's kind of garbage. Um, mm-hmm. I think she. I don't think she. It was very clear to me that she had no interest in this dude at all, and she oh, continues yeah. to have no interest in this dude at all. Sure. Um. So the idea that even she gave him the impression that they were back together, or they might be back together, or whatever it is she gave him, is is pretty shitty. You know, honestly, though, I feel bad for her because I also thought it was pretty clear from the episode, not the tell-all, that her mom is in her ear basically saying, the family's going to starve to death if you don't take this man's money. Yeah. So I, I definitely got the vibe like she's getting pimped out by the family, like at least guilted, you know, like... How are we going to eat and put money on the or put food on the table if we don't have any money? Because that's what her mom basically said. Like, you know, it wasn't even like you got stuff. It was like we didn't have food. The family got to eat. And by family, I definitely took it to mean like not even just her and the boys, but like mom, dad and sister as well. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's that's right. And then and then the mom just doesn't understand. It's like, look. He's going back to New York. You don't even have to suck his dick. You just have to like pretend that you like him for a while and he'll send you money, you know? Like, yeah. And and she's like, I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. And it's like – and it's just – it is a different, you know, level of, of what we're talking about because we're looking at this and being like, he's a creep. He's a fucking yeah. creep. Yeah, that he is. Nobody should be with. And, and mm-hmm. it's like it, – it, seriously, I could not get over how much they trolled him. By having him say, well, I'm not going to be the first one to reach out. She's going to have to do it. Dot, dot, dot. I'm calling her now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to call her now and say, we're just, I just, why does he, like, is is it something like gaslighting? Because it's not gaslighting. It's an overused phrase. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what it is. This insistence of him keep being like, well, I just, we I think we can just work it out. I think we should just work it out. We'll just work it out. Whereas she keeps saying- we're not working it out. I have no interest in talking to you about it. And he's like, but we can just work our – you know what I'm saying? It's like it, it, it. him keeps trying to wish we're going to work it out yes. into existence. Yeah. Like I haven't read The Secret, but maybe it's like The Secret on steroids, right? Because I, I could not even fathom how he went from they're broken up to him offering to pay her rent and her saying like – why we're just friends to let's work things out and get married September 1st. It's like, what the, like that was a very specific timeline. Like that was absurd to me. Like, wow. Like I cannot even believe that you think that you can go from not even being together to setting a wedding date. Yeah. It's very weird delusional i i honestly just find it delusional to me it uh, i mean i ran into a situation kind of something like i had gone out on a couple dates with this guy i was not physical with him like we hadn't even kissed and i just was like i just wasn't interested in him so i had like you know try to break things off like saying oh you know i don't think we should hang out anymore i'm not just i'm just not interested and i try to play it off too like i had said oh you know i'm uh i'm moving away soon you know and i'm actually traveling a lot for work so there's really no point in us even seeing each other cuz i'm just not around and he's like that's perfect like all i wanted was someone that i could travel with and have sex with and i'm like what the hell <laughs> 
it's like i don't understand we're not even together i'm trying to break up with you yeah. and you're like up in like, the ante and i'm like i don't even understand like where you why you think this is an option but it reminds me of this it's like you guys are broken up and you are somehow going the opposite extreme to like marriage september 1st that's not even in the cards like why don't we just work on like oh we're in a relationship right now yeah well, I mean, yeah, because that one at least makes more sense to me. Not that your your dude made much sense, but it makes more sense <laughs> to me to be like, oh, you're not interested. And be like, how about just sex buddies? Like, that seems like a more reasonable leap than how about married at the end of the month? Right, but I was like, going to say, except for the reason why I'm breaking it off, because I wasn't attracted to him. <laughs> but I mean, I guess I didn't say that specifically. So I'm just like, why right. would I want to? You gave a bunch of reasons you couldn't, you gave a bunch of reasons you couldn't be in a relationship. Oh, so he's like, God. oh, we don't need a relationship. We can just bang. That's okay. Yeah, but <laughs> too bad. Like, the reason why I didn't want to was because I wasn't attracted to the guy. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I just, I don't get, like, you know, why he thinks, like, everything is even all hunky-dory. Like, okay, she gets back together again with him, you know, I I guess. I mean, that's what happens, right? Because, I mean, Sean asks the status of the relationship. He's like, oh, we're together. It's like, why wouldn't you be suspicious of that? Yeah. You had to, you had to beg her. It doesn't make sense to me that it's like, and, and, and she even said something to that effect to him. It's like. When you were like, you were just in it for the money, you bitch, yeah. right? And then he was like, I'll pay for everything. I'll pay for everything. Just take my money. Just take my money. Just take it. It's like, no. Right? And it's like, then what do you think is going to happen? Like, it's not right. – is that the relationship that you want? You want somebody that hates your guts but is taking your money? That's your goal? That's your life relationship goal? I don't understand. No. He's just desperate to get his way – and that's how he's going to get his way. And so he's not going to question it until things don't go his way. And then he's going to, you know, throw all that back in her face, yeah. which he did already. We already know he's going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in bed, the looks of the preview for the second part of the tell all, I don't think they're quite as together as uh, Mike thinks- seems to think they are. No, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I was because like, he seemed to be like, oh, yeah, we're together. Everything's fine. It's like, is it? Yeah, she's like, mm, she just kind of made faces at it. She was like, we'll talk about this later, I'm sure. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's go. One more of it didn't really come up in the tell-all at all was uh, Benjamin. And then we'll get the ones that did come up in the tell-all. So after Mahogany walks away and he is just like, oh, she's just so mature. This is just a maturity thing. Uh, I'm not here to play games. Um, he doesn't want to play games. So he then immediately starts playing dumb games by walking up to her while she's like interviewing production and then chasing her into and out of the car repeatedly. That seems like he just seemed, he just kept saying, I demand that I be allowed to say my piece, which I don't know why he thought he was entitled to that. But anyway, he kept doing this thing that like production ended up asking her, like as he comes to the door of the car and she just like turns her whole body away from him. And production is like, so do you think you might marry this guy one day? <laughs> and she's like, no, no, never, not at all. <laughs> so and then he kind of does this thing where he comes to the door of the car and like kneels outside the door and keeps telling her, I'm not going to get in the car as if kneeling right outside the car is fundamentally different than getting in the car. <laughs> so anyway, he's he says he's very desperate. He seems very desperate to forgive her. For the 
lying about her age thing, but he says that she's just paranoid that he's there for the wrong reasons and it's scaring her off. But after a couple of ins and outs and laps around the car where she gets out of the driver's side and like loops around to the passenger side and gets back in the car, she finally gets the driver to pull away. And he's starting to realize maybe this relationship wasn't built on as solid of a ground as I thought it was. But then it's the day for him to leave and he dejectedly goes through all the motions, packing up and just, just trying to get home. He says that after several attempts of getting out, he finally got a text from her late at night that says, I wish that God bless you always. At the end of the day, he says, I did the right things, but I got the wrong outcome. In the cab to the airport, he goes through all the selfies he took with her on the trip, even though he says each one is an arrow right through his heart. So he gets on the plane and he said he's devastated and just deserves what he puts out into the world. So at the tell-all, all we really get, well, we do get this thing where... Kim says he called me a predator, but I'm going to get to that when we get to Kim. Yeah. (laughs) Inadvertently called Kim a predator. Uh, Ben, the only thing we hear him is backstage saying like, I think that the other people here are going to give me a hard time that I just didn't press hard enough about her inconsistencies. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure that is not what was going to happen. So I'm going to go back a step. He said that Benjamin says he just deserves what he puts out into the world. So if that's the case... What does he deserve? He deserves to be talked to death. <laughs> That's what he deserves. <laughs> He's just like some of the stuff he comes up with, like, you know, like let's go back to the infamous train story. You sure. know, it's like I felt like he was reliving this with his dumbass gazelle and lion analogy. I just I felt like it was this like Oh my gosh, could we shut up about men being predator lions and women being the helpless gazelles? There was a lot to that. Kim still took it in incredibly bad faith. But like, but yes, it was already lame when he was like, well, men are like, I'm like, stop, just stop. Stop right there. We don't need to hear the rest of the story. Uh, I don't need that. He knew it was offensive. Like he even said, he's like, I already know. Like people are going to get on me for this. It's like, well, then that should tell you something right there. Right. Let's go with that first instinct and like, you know, not go on. I mean, I don't think that there are. That what he was saying was completely unfounded. I mean, culturally, that's how our culture set up, you know, where sure. men are the instigators, right, right. of, you know, um, sexual advances just in general, right? And I don't think it's unfair to say that. Um, but I don't know if you're going to compare people to like predatory lions and gazelles. That's where I'm just like, I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah. And, and to me, actually, that story when he did that kind of gave me a little bit of insight mm-hmm. like mahogany leaving him and stuff just made him more interested yeah that's because, true huh right he was like he's the hunter and he's the, he loves the chase and he's going after it and he can't understand what's going on and i must solve this puzzle and and get this gazelle into my whatever i don't know yeah. it's a bad analogy I think the reason why the analogy bothers me the most is because it very much implies that these are like biological instincts that have to happen. And they're not like cultural constructs or just, you know, ways that traditionally, you know, things have happened where it could be changed. And it also it also paints relationships as a as a as an affair that one person gets into involuntarily. (laughs) He basically just get murdered. <laughs> yeah, for no reason. you get hunted into it. It's like that's what. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, so yeah, there were definitely things going on. Um, I am very interested to see if anything comes out. And we kind of said this, like, it doesn't seem like we have answers in the whole thing with right. Ben and Mahogany. Um I would like some answers. I mean, I don't know if I'm that interested. Like, you know, I don't think my life is going to be ruined if I, you know, when I'm going to lay awake at night. Like, if I don't hear what her side of the story is. Um, I mean, from the very beginning, all I said was, I just care that Ben just... I don't want him to get his heart crushed, but I want him to realize, like, how ridiculous and wrong that he could be. Because he was just so convinced that all these you know, signs were just like completely, no, this is God's plan. Like, I was meant to be with this filtered to halfway death is like, was meant to be. He's just so full of himself. Yes. It's just like, oh my God, you need to be taken down of of many pegs. Many pegs. But like, and the only one, and the thing that I couldn't get with him is he keep, he kept being like, I really should have pushed her about the age. The age was not the weirdest thing. No. Like when you're dating someone who's older, you might want to you might lie your age up a couple years. That makes sense. Yeah. Why did you bring me to an Airbnb and tell me you live there? That's yeah. the weird thing. Focus yep. on that one, Ben. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so we had Johnny and Ella for like half a second. Um, basically, we just found out that Ella is a people pleaser, so she's concerned with how people are going to see her, which does not bode well for her because Kim already does oh not like the girl. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Kim is like ready to murder her already. Oh, yeah. She called her trash because uh, basically in Kim's eyes, Ella cheated. So we didn't see much of their story this time around, but it looks like we may uh, get a little bit more including uh apparently that was not the first time ella uh cheated on johnny um there might have been other incidents that she might be tempted to lie about yeah speaking uh-huh. of tempting to lie to save oh, face at the tell-all God. gino okay but before we get to the tell-all uh we get a goodbye of gino and jasmine uh jasmine is getting emotional because it's the day gino is leaving she feels terrible that they wasted their last dinner arguing and she asks for his forgiveness She doesn't understand why they have to be separated if they love each other. Gino says, unfortunately, he has to go back home and get a job, which then makes him cry. Jasmine says she will continue to send him sexy videos, and she hopes that he sends them too. She's afraid that that she will lose him because Gino is a sexy man, and now she just has to trust that he will always choose her. Uh, Those are her words, not mine. Uh, They have a very tearful goodbye at the airport. Gino tells us no one has ever loved him as much as she loves him, so he's lucky to have her, and he will try to make this work. All right, so we get to see Gino at the tell-all, where he's wondering what uh, Jimena was in it for. Uh, He's worried about the silly things that, as he says, the silly things he did coming out. Oh, just silly things like, you know, revenge porn. So silly. Uh, so J- Jasmine is joining remotely with a giant curly wig on. Yeah, that was insanely weird. Insanely big. Yeah. Uh, we start off with Sean asking about Gino's hat. He teases that he's going to take it off masked singer style, but doesn't actually take it off. Uh, Gino says he started the K-1 visa process and they're about five months in. Uh, We get a recap of Jasmine's jealous clips and Jasmine says she has no regrets because she's worried that Gino is constantly cheating. 
Sean then asks if Gino has messaged anyone from this class, clearly leading him somewhere. Mm -hmm. It was very obvious. And then after Gino denies, 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 she brings up Benjamin's friend, Jessica. Uh, Gino still denies it. And Jasmine jumps in asking why Sean is asking him these questions. She tells Gino that she doesn't want to hear it from anyone else and demands to know. So then after this, the cast encourages him to come clean. So then Gino admits that Jessica messaged him hi, and he says that he simply messaged her back. Jasmine says that she's sick of him playing up this nerdy, naive guy when he's clearly not. It ends up that Gino messaged Jessica first. At least that's what the screenshots prove. And Sean asks... If he has proof that he um, of uh, Gino's claims that he that she said hi first and he says that he deleted it. He claims he was not hitting on her. He claims that he was just being friendly and there's nothing there. Uh, John then kind of lets it go, saying that she will dig into that later. We then see a clip where Gino wasn't in the mood because he played with his pee-pee. Oh, God. And then Jasmine says that's cheating. Uh, She's found that Gino prefers to masturbate, and they only had sex once the whole month, according to Jasmine. She knows because uh, she does his laundry. Oh, that he masturbates a lot. That he masturbates. See, that to me... Where's Jimena and Mike? Like, use a tissue, my man. What are you doing? Oh, God. So then Gino is denying that he likes masturbation more. And then Jasmine starts crying for his meat. And that was just weird and uncomfortable and saying that she just wants more sex. Uh, She says his unsexiness is what makes him sexy to her. And I I don't know. We then address the whole sugar baby situation. Gino says he was more attracted to sugar babies. That's the reason why he decided to go on a website. He said he did it less than five times. But Jasmine disputes this and says it's a minimum of 30 times. Gino says it's a friendly date uh, where a man is paying for companionship. And then Mike is just, he is laughing because he's just not buying the whole thing. Gino, Gino admits to finding Jasmine on a sugar baby site. And Jasmine says that her friend put her on the site and she just, she didn't even know, according to her. All right. So why is Gino such a fucking liar? What? How is he such a bad liar? Yeah. That's to me is what I don't get. How does somebody who lies as much as he lies this, still this bad at it? Because yeah. just like everybody knew when Sean was like, anybody in this cast that he would have been like, oh, shit, they have something. I know they have something. Like, I know exactly. He should have known unless he was texting many people in the cast. He was like, yeah. I don't know which one they have that he would do that. But he, how did he know? Like Jasmine knew. Jasmine was like, she knows something. Tell yeah. her. Tell yep. her what it is. She already knows it. Like, and he just gets this face when it's like, have you, do you have any of this? He's like, no, no. Uh, let me think. Oh, oh, no. It's like, you're lying. I know you're lying. We all know you're lying. He's yeah. the worst liar. He is the worst liar. 
Why does Jasmine even stay with him? It's like he's he's never going to stop lying. I mean, you know, it's it's so funny to me, too, because of her whole thing where it's just like, all right, you know, you won't get in as much trouble if you just tell me the truth. Now, I feel like that's what I talk to my students about. You know, it's like when I know that they're cheating on something and I have this whole conversation, it's better if you just tell me, you know, and they still will bold face lie to my face, uh-huh. even though I like have solid proof it's just it's maddening to me yeah, and i mean yeah. i don't have to live with my students past a school year right but i wouldn't want that in oh, my yeah. life all the time where it's just like you're just gonna lie to me just to not get in trouble yeah, my dad all the my time. dad was security for years and he that's all he always complained about he's like somebody stole something out of his locker yeah there's a camera right there yeah i'm going to walk down the hallway right now and look at the camera mm-hmm. are you gonna be on it and they're like no he's like i'm gonna give you one more chance I'm going to look at the camera right now. <laughs> and sure enough, they'd be on the camera stealing it. He's like, what, what, why, 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 yeah. why did you, why, why did, did you lie? lie? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so ridiculous to me. And it's like, I don't understand. She already is traumatized from cheaters and liars. Yeah. Separate yeah. From Gino. It's like, why would you want a dishonest man in your life. It's just causing you more, you know, heartache this whole entire time. I mean, we just, we saw it and it was that, that super uncomfortable part, which I mean, let's be honest, was still pretty good TV. <laughs> she just thinks the dude's attractive and it's she. It's so bizarre. It's I don't so get it. weird. And I don't she's just get like, I want all. your meat. And it's like, you're just so, and she knows, she knows. She's like, I know that nobody else finds you attractive. I know you have these objectively unattractive things oh, that I just find hot. And I don't know why, but I can't help it. it. That was weird to me too, because she said he was unsexy and that's what made him sexy in the tell all. But mm-hmm. in the episode, she straight up just said he was sexy. And I'm just like, so which one is it? Is he so unsexy that he's sexy to you? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if it's like a lost in translation thing. But yeah. I also think that Jasmine has very um, strange ideas about how male anatomy works. Oh, God. She was uh, just like, balls being the balls drained. need to be drained. I was like, that's – they're not full of no. liquid. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, talking I have no idea what was happening there either. <laughs> they need to be like, drained. And right. if I'm not doing it, to be fair, because he was lying about that too. Because she's like, yeah. he just jerks off all the time instead of having sex. And he's like, no, I don't do that. And it's like, and as soon as he said no, I was like, oh, that's exactly what you do. Okay. I said yes. Yeah, for sure. And then she's like, I do the laundry. I know. And he's just like, that's what I understand. He lied this entire tell-all. It's so ridiculous to me. It's like, you chose to be on the show. I think, not that people are going to respect you either way, but I mean, it's it's better for you because it's it's not like someone is not going to call you out for being a liar. People are going to call you out left and right for being a liar. But he's he's not a good liar because he doesn't think far enough ahead. Like no. he's not thinking two steps ahead about these lies. He was just like, that's something I'd rather not admit to. So I'm not going to. No. Like, although, okay. Can we get back to why the hell were they calling it a pee-pee? I've never heard anybody over the age of five call it a pee-pee. Uh, what is this? Yeah, that was very concerning to me because I'm just like, you don't think of peepees being masturbated because those are for children. Yes, yes. Those are the ones that are in diapers. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, I so, agree. That was weird. Oh, man. All right. So the other ones we focused on in the tell-all was Kim and Usman. But first in the episode, 
Usman was still in Tanzania. Actually, we saw we basically saw this whole thing scene twice, once in the episode and once in the once in the tell all. He's still in Tanzania after Kimberly has left. He says he loves her but needs some clarity about something else before they can move on together. And that thing is Zara. So he video chats her and reminds us how, you know, he had never met Zara in person, but they, she broke up with him because she couldn't handle his career and all the groupies that are in his DMs and everything. So he knows that Kimberly would not be happy about him calling Zara, but, you know, he wants to kind of make sure that – I don't know. I don't even know what he wants to make sure of, but it involves calling her so that he can commit to Kimberly, which makes no sense. But anyway, he, he starts off by not by like, you know, ending things with Zara or making sure it's clear that it's over, but by asking how her family is and – did you miss me? She tells him that, oh, actually, I do miss you and it hurts. And, you know, he's like, you know, you were the first girl that stuck in my head. And he then he takes the phone to bed and does that thing that he always does. And he starts singing to women randomly, which I don't get. But OK, it's the Zara. It's the song that he wrote for her, by the way. So he says that when he was uh, with her, uh, things with her were great since she's caring, you know, and also hot. And also not old like Kim. Oh, so God. the whole phone call is doing the opposite of what he intended, where he was either like gonna like get Zara all the way out, and it seems like this just pull is pulling her back in. And it, you know, reminded him what it's like to actually be into someone is basically what it looked like. So the tell-all doesn't start off well for them because Benjamin uses the tired metaphor of the, you know, men and their men are lions and they like to hunt the gazelles. And it's off-putting when gazelles hunt lions. And that must have been why Usman wasn't into you. Um, But Kimberly interprets that whole story as, are you calling me a predator? Like, (laughs) which made me think of like the dateline, like to catch a predator. It's like, that's not (laughs) – he called me. And then like every time somebody new comes in, she's like, hey, Ben called me a predator. So anyway, they get around to them maybe halfway uh, through the through the tell-all. And she tells us how, you know, their status has changed since he's back in the States. And she says it's because eh, they don't talk as much anymore. Then Sean jumps in to ask about something we hadn't – it hadn't been addressed since like the first episode. The possibility of Usman having children with another woman, oh, which uh, she says they haven't even talked about since that's kind of an after marriage thing and marriage is super far off right now. So then Sean kind of opens the stage to try to get other people to fight with her. Memphis, she's like, Memphis? And she's like, I couldn't share my man, but you do you. Then Ella comes in and that's going to piss Kim off right well. So she says that um, it's kind of like cheating, but Kim is, again, not – going to take any shit from Ella. So she's like, it's not cheating. I know about it. I know about it. It's not cheating. It's not the same. It's not the same as you, you piece of trash. But anyway, she's not trying to worry too much about it because right now she's just enjoying being Soja Boy's bro- girl- girlfriend. So they bring on her son, Jamal, and ask him what he thinks about Usman being his stepdad. And Jamal kind of nips that in the bud. Is like, yeah, no, I'm never calling him my stepdad. That's no, that's weird. So he's still confused about what Usman's intentions are. Like, are you looking for a girlfriend or an assistant? Like, it seems super disrespectful to call someone your potential, whatever the hell that means. Um, anyway, he thinks that Usman is playing his mom and kind of diplomatically says when they ask, do you think Usman loves her? Is like, I think they have different kinds of love for each other. But then they come back to those clips we saw in the episode where we see them fighting over Zara and then later of Usman calling Zara after Kimberly left, 
which Kimberly did not know about until they showed it on the tell-all. Oh, so while it's playing, Kim calls it humiliating. Jamal keeps making a yeesh face, like yeesh, and, uh, simply, and then just says, well, that's fucked up. So she wipes tears from her face as Usman yells at her, don't cry, come back. And um, Jasmine show is like the only one that's showing sympathy. So Usman tries to reassure her that he would never cheat as she walks off the stage to have a moment. Okay, so I guess my question, the biggest thing I did, the biggest unknown here is Usman knew they were going to show that clip, right? Yeah, I mean, it was very clearly uh, filmed for TV. I, I don't know. That, that's interesting. I wonder if he would have reached out to Zara if it wasn't being filmed for TV. Yes, that is that is true. And if he did, they probably were like, hey, you know, it's going to make real good TV. Yeah. Don't tell her about it beforehand. Because oh, if you were really worried about the fallout, minimizing the fallout for that thing that you know that she would be upset about, then you would have warned her before the tell-all. Like, yeah, that's true. I could definitely see production doing that. And quite honestly, I, I'm i interested to know on how often they're actually talking outside of the show. Because mm-hmm. I could also see Usman being very easily talked into this by production if he's really just doing this to be on TV. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that to me is where it sets. It's like, okay, I can see why production would do all that. I can see why they're like, it's good TV. Don't tell her. Make the phone call. Don't tell her about it. We'll spring it on the on the tell-all. Which, if I'm Kim, means, oh, this dude doesn't give a shit about me. He just wants to be on TV. Yeah. Right? And so that's – I'm like, ugh, yeah, it, it's rough. I don't – I, yeah, it, it it doesn't make much sense to me about how, how it went down. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm interested to know if he's really in it for her or not. And I kind of feel like he isn't just based on his conversation with Zara. No. I mean definitely – yes. I, I, I definitely think Zara was like he talked – it seemed like he talked to her and was like, oh – People can be hot. Oh, you can have sex with hot people too. Oh, man, this is so much better. Right. But then I'm just confused why he would continue calling Kim his girlfriend then. I mean, at at the end of the day, I don't think Jamal's wrong. He likes the girlfriend adjacent stuff that he gets from Kim. Yeah. Like the stuff where she does things for him and buys him PlayStations and, you know, fixes his music video problems and talks to – slam tea when he's having issues like that's what i want i definitely agree with that because he was even talking about that with zara like he was saying like the things that he liked about zara is that they talked every single day it just seems like he just wants someone to be able to talk to him like whenever he wants to talk to someone yeah that's fair that's fair i mean i totally think he's into this uh side chick arrangement that they were talking about at the beginning of the show where it's like so wait wait she would still do all my laundry and stuff and then I could go have sex with a hot one. Sold. Let's go. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I think he'd be into that too. Yeah, I just – I mean it's just – I feel like when it's not their turn, like she's already snapped at Ella. She's fired up. She's yeah. already snapped at Ella. She completely misinterpreted – now, we already talked about Ben's thing was not good. It was no. bad and, um, you know, retrograde and, and bad. Right. But – it was not saying you're a predator. 
Right. <laughs> like, that is not what that meant. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Um, it's interesting to me. It, they definitely played it like Kim and Memphis are like besties online or something. I just, I, I mean, Kim seems like the kind of person that you text like three times and they're like, oh my God, we're such good friends. I love her so much. Right, right. And like just looking at the rest of the cast, I mean, I guess Memphis is the only American other than Ella female uh, cast. Sure. And and she's not going to clearly does not like Ella. So (laughs) no, no. Yeah. She's, she's totally that, which makes sense with how she fell for Usman. Cause she was like, Oh, you should have told me when I said I was falling in love with you. And I'm sure like, you know, that you were dating somebody else. That was always her argument. But I mean, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I don't even remember you saying that. Cause I barely knew you when you were like saying, yeah. when you did say that. Yeah, for sure. All right, so uh, I guess we're going to have one more episode, um, the second part of the tell-all. So that means uh, we're wrapping up next week, and that also means that we will have our uh, power rankings next week. That's right. Yep. Yes. But this week, based on what we saw, who was your student of the week? I went with Jasmine just because she was – usually the tell-alls are boring, and she was at least entertaining to watch – with them like blurry. literally watch with her crazy curly wig crazy curly wig they blurred out her doing the jerk off motion at some point oh god her and her like crying for meat gino's meat <laughs> i was like what gino's in the world meat. is happening here uh yeah but i mean she always she t- t- tended to have something to say and at least when she had something to say it was funny like to other people yeah, it, yeah. Uh, crying over dick is just ridiculous. That's, <laughs> oh my gosh, that shouldn't be happening. All right. Um, so my student of the week, I said, was Hamza. Like, he's trying to be the supportive dad. It looks like, uh, you know, he's trying to be there for Memphis um, during her pregnant time. I don't know when this tell-all was filmed, but she don't look very pregnant yet. Yeah, I don't – or was she – Already, or is it so long after? Does she already have the kid? I don't know. Uh, you're right. It really could be either because I feel like I saw something on Reddit floating around that like this kid is like, I don't know, like there's like kids of it not being a baby, you know? Yes, yeah. But the, the, this is a whole pandemic filming time. Yeah. I definitely, you know, on on the other show, I noticed it. And Love After Lockup, I noticed that somebody did that like like how long has it been since she's had sex? He's like, oh. Like a year, not since like 2018. And I was like, wait a second. Like, this is like, that's yeah. way more than a year. Oh, yeah. it's filmed a long time ago. Okay. Right. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. But uh, she looked good. I mean, she could either be, you know, just early enough or like just later. Later. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but Hamza being there, you know, he's he's been a pretty supportive uh, partner so far. So I'll say Hamza as my student of the week. What about your dunce? I actually went with Jimena just because mm-hmm. there should not be a situation where Mike thinks they're back together. Oh, God. Yeah, right. Well, especially if they are not back together. Yeah. So what? either if they are not back together or they – are back if they are back together that's a bad choice like he's not a person he's bad news if they aren't back together then he should not think that they are back together right right (laughs) exactly shouldn't be even like on the show if he that's what that means yeah that's true all right uh my dunce is ben 
No, always, always, always an option. (laughs) Yeah. Like just the lack of self-awareness, like at the tell. Uh, But then also just him running around, like trying to basically chase after mahogany, trying to get in the car. She gets out of the car. He gets out of the car. It's like she said, no, just leave her alone. Yeah. And it's like and he kept saying, like, well, I deserve to say my piece. And it's like, no, you don't actually. I feel like he's already said his piece, his truth. He's already told her his truth. His his truth is that he will always love her. He's already sent her a novel of text. Like, what else are you saying, dude? Like, she, he just refuses to acknowledge it. No, she heard you and her mind isn't changed. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, what about your life lesson? Just come clean. Like, you have to know when people have you dead to rights. Like, just come clean, oh God, right? Because I feel like we're going to get a couple people here. We already got Gino this time, yeah. right? It looks like uh, it looks like Ella might be hitting for the same kind of situation yep. where it's like, just – no, just just come clean. It, it's way better. It makes you look dumb yes. when you're doing it. You, you look worse. It makes the other person – I don't know. It kind of gives them the victory when you don't, you know? Right, right. Okay, uh, my life lesson is for Memphis, mostly just because I feel bad about a situation where it's like, you know, you are having to go through a pregnancy alone. But they call it family planning for a reason. So, you know, actually family plan. So you're not having to do the whole family growth by yourself. Yeah, that's true. You know, because I, I, I get what she was saying. You know, she's like, I feel like a single parent. It's like, well, you kind of well, are. It's because you are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and in that case, like, you probably should have planned a little bit better. Right. And it'd be one thing if it, if we ever had one where it was like, you know, what happened? You'd be like, I don't know. We we were using protection. Like, I mm-hmm. thought it, I got surprised by it. And, you know, because can, things can happen. But it's never that on this show. It's always, right. oh, we weren't. Using as much protection as we could. We weren't preventing have. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So uh, we'll be back next week with the same group. Uh, and like we mentioned before, power rankings and the end of this group. Yep. Yeah. And then we'll move on to a whole new set. Well, almost a whole new set. Almost a whole new set. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. All right. So until then. All right. See everybody okay. then. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>